lock and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. And greetings. Happy Monday. Hope you had a great week. And short week is coming up with the holiday, which apparently we're not allowed to celebrate. If you're straight, don't hate America. You are not allowed to gather and celebrate Independence Day and Mass. You are not permitted to gather in order to thank God that you live in a country that was founded on the notion that our rights come from him and therefore government cannot take them away. Unfortunately, though, um, you can't recognize that. But if you want to shake your fist at God, if you'd like to mock him, uh, if, if you'd like to scorn him, if you would like to pretend you are him, then you may commence O festival. You may gather until you can't gather no more. How's that one taste? Get angry yet? Because I'm beginning to wonder, what will it take to get you there? What will it take? Today may be the day we finally find out. 888-900-3393 is the number. That's 888-900-3393. Steve at stevedace.com is the email address. You can like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Dace Show, and that's D-E-A-C-E. Get samples of this show that you can share with others after viewing them yourself for free at youtube.com slash Steve Dace. And of course, I'm joined by my good friends, Totters and, and Aaron McIntyre. Gentlemen, good to see you. Coming up here today, our friend Bob Vanderplatz from The Family Leader will be joining us at the bottom of the hour. He has a job I do not envy. Because I'm trying to figure out what is, because Bob won't whore himself out. That's just not who he is. That's one of the reasons why we're friends, right? So I'm, I'm trying to figure out at this point, what is like the principled, affirmative case to get out the vote this fall? I mean, unless we're just going to, you know, re-rack all the same talking points we've all heard all of our lives, which have all been proven untrue. Like, what's the what's the affirmative case? Hey, we're not sure he's going to lock us down again. What's the affirmative case? We surrender, we're going to surrender to the courts on every issue you care about. I, I don't know what it is. So, I don't have to know. I don't run an organization the size of the family leader that is involved in 12 battleground states all across the country that has to come up with that. So, I'm awfully curious to see what my best friend has in the hopper, one of my best friends has in the hopper here this morning. Cause I'm going to ask him. I, I don't, usually he like asks me these questions. Hey, what do you think a good message is? And I'd be like, I'd have that same look I had on my, that, that, that Aaron had on his face when Moses came down from Sinai. I don't know. I mean, we, we were just sitting around, standing around and I don't know, just everybody just started orgying up and, you know, worshiping idols. And I, I felt powerless. And next thing I know, they, they throw some gold in a fire and this calf comes out. I got a pup kiss. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. I got nothing for you. That would be my answer. I don't know what it is. So I'm awfully curious to see what it is. Because <laughs> we are into McFly territory over at Team GOP in 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. I mean, is there is there anybody paying attention at this point? I mean, if y'all don't want to win, it's June 29th. Get out of the way now. Plenty of time. Plenty of time to find maybe somebody who would like to. So, if if y'all don't want to win, did you? Who the hell voted for Ivanka Trump? By the way, do you know why am I getting official White House videos with her take on legislation? Who in the Sam Hill gives a rat's petunia about that? Do you care? No, no. You guys can see I, I I'm a little fired up here. 
I'm not any less any less uncalm than I was on Friday. <laughs> All right. So a ton of stuff to get to with Bob Vanderplatz. Next hour, it's our weekly town hall. It's our monthly Ask Me Anything edition. We uh, allow our Facebook audience once per month to determine the agenda of, of issues that we will discuss. Todd, you have selected the questions, correct? I have. You have sent them over to Aaron. I have no idea what they are. I will find out when the rest of the audience does coming up in the next hour of the program. But before we get to all of that, here is Aaron's rundown of what happened while we were away. What happened while we were away brought to you by a year ago Saturday. I'm going to harness love for political purposes. I will meet you on that field. And sir, love will win. That was from one of the first two Democratic primary debates. And goodness gracious, weren't those cute times. Fast forward to today and we're locking things down again. Texas Governor Greg Abbott has once again ordered bars to be closed in Texas, reduced restaurant capacity down to 50 percent and banned gatherings of over 100 people unless officials approve as his state has seen a rise of Wuhan coronavirus cases. Florida has shut down bars again and some beaches across the state have been closed once more because of the supposed surge in cases. In California, Governor Gavin Newsom urged Imperial County on the border to implement a stay-at-home order once more after that area saw a surge. According to data gathered from various health authorities and compiled by Phil Kirpin, high-population non-border counties Maricopa County, Arizona, Los Angeles County, California, and Santa Clara County, California, have seen a substantially low number of cases per 100,000 residents. Meanwhile, at the border, Yuma County, Arizona, has seen 2,768 cases per 100,000 residents. Santa Cruz County, Arizona, has seen 3,556 cases per 100,000. And Imperial County, California, has seen 3,332 cases per 100,000 residents. One of these data sets is not like the other. Meanwhile, in Minnesota, this graph from the Minnesota Department of Public Health shows the share of new COVID cases by age. And boy, howdy, how'd all those 20 to 29-year-olds get the virus in the last few weeks? We may never know. Kamala Harris tweets, wear a mask. About those masks, Dr. Scott Jensen, who is also a Minnesota state senator, has some inconvenient information for the pro-mask crowd. When we talk about masks, we have to talk about microns. And typically, if you look at an N95 mask, what that does is it filters out 95% of particulate matter larger than 0.3 microns. Well, the question then is, how big is a COVID particle? And a COVID particle is about 0.1 micron. So we know that even an N95 mask has tremendous limitations. Yes, it does help some because COVID particles will, if you will, coalesce and coagulate almost as they come into the the magnetized or electrified field of the uh, N95 mask. But the bottom line is a surgical mask or a cloth mask are really designed only for particulate matter greater than five microns. Typical bacteria are one to 20 microns. So when we wear surgical masks in surgery, we're simply trying to make sure that if we sneeze, cough or something, we're not spraying a lot of bacteria into the place we're doing surgery. But this idea of people thinking that they're doing something particularly useful with a cotton mask or a handkerchief or a homemade mask or a surgical mask is just 
Looney Tunes. Dr. Sunetra Gupta, the professor of theoretical epidemiology at the University of Oxford, is sounding the alarm about intense physical social distancing, saying those practices could actually weaken immune systems. Andrew Bostom, an epidemiologist at Brown University, noted over the weekend that despite the breathless coverage of a supposed surge in new cases of the virus, overall hospitalizations, ICU bed occupancies, and ventilator usages are still trending downward overall across the country. In completely unrelated news, here's a massive crowd of people gathering for a pride parade in Chicago over the weekend. Don't worry, though, you can still purchase a Make America Great Again 2020 pride hat from the official Trump-Pence campaign shop. Black Lives Matter thugs decided to show out in St. Louis, Missouri over the weekend in front of the statue bearing St. Louis's namesake, which had been vandalized and defaced. Catholics gathered to pray for peace over the city when they were attacked. At one point, an elderly Catholic had liquid poured all over him, and then he was viciously assaulted by one of the thugs shown here. In another area of St. Louis, Black Lives Matter provocateurs made their way to a private residence and started harassing the owners when they came out with guns. We're this close, folks. After voting multiple times to dismantle their own police department, members of the Minneapolis City Council have given themselves private security detail after reported threats against them. Rob McCann, the president and CEO of Catholic Charities, publicly verbally flogged himself. I am a racist. That's the hard truth. I am a racist. How could I not be? As a white person living in America, where every institution is geared to advantage people who look like me... It's seemingly impossible for me to be anything other than a racist. The president and CEO of Planned Parenthood of Greater New York has resigned after staff members accused Laura McQuaid of a chain of, quote, systemic racism. Learning Chinese today, today's phrase is, we don't want the word to get out that we want to exterminate the Negro population. ACLU tweets, when we say abortion access for all, we mean everyone who can get pregnant, not just women. Princeton University announced on Saturday that they will be removing former President Woodrow Wilson's name from the school. Wilson was formerly the school's president before becoming president of the United States and supporting the segregation of much of the federal government. Professor Kate Mann of Cornell University tweets, quote, many forms of privilege we discuss are material, wealth, health, resources, freedom, support, but there's also such a thing as moral privilege, the presumption that you're a good person doing good in the world, not harm, when the opposite is the case. Such is whiteness. This is especially true of white men. But white women are hardly immune to it, and it makes white women all too liable to be complicit as they try to be one of the good ones, i.e. not guilty, by the lights of white supremacist patriarchy. And finally, the real America, or what once was, what we're watching is an elderly gentleman out for a walk in his neighborhood when he stops, salutes the flag, and continues on. A sign of respect and decency we forgot was still out there. And that's what happened while we were away. Aaron's Montage brought to you by Patriot Mobile. If you've not already made the switch to Patriot Mobile, their latest promotion might just be what you're waiting for. Right now, they're giving you a choice. Either get a brand new phone, or if you want to keep your existing one, and a free month of service. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative mobile phone company. They'll never charge you hidden fees. And unlike Big Mobile, they won't send your hard-earned money to leftist causes or groups trying to destroy the country. Plans start as low as $25, and their U.S.-based customer service team was just rated number one among all wireless providers. Get nationwide 4G service, unlimited talk and text, 
just like from the big boys, but with values that you believe in. Switching is easy. You can keep your phone number, bring your own phone, or get a brand new Motorola, easy for me to say, G7 Play. This is their biggest promotion all year, so make sure that you don't wait. Call 972-PATRIOT right now. That's 972-PATRIOT right now or visit patriotmobile.com slash Steve. That's patriotmobile.com slash Steve. Let's stick together and support a great American company here who's defending our Constitution and our values. 972-PATRIOT or patriotmobile.com slash Steve. Some news that did not make Aaron's montage because it broke right about an hour ago, so it was too late. But it's going to be the topic of the overtime today. So John Roberts was the fifth in deciding vote at the U.S. Supreme Court today, uh, declaring that Louisiana must go on killing as many babies as it possibly can, and therefore the rest of the country. And I want, I want us to put this in a different context. So we're going to do it today in the overtime. Uh, BlazeTV.com slash Dace is where you can go and become a subscriber today. BlazeTV.com slash Dace. Or, if you're already a Blaze TV subscriber, that's where you'll see your overtime posted for you later today. At BlazeTV.com slash Dace. Here's the question on the table. And I'm dead nuts on this, man. Dead serious. Is George W. Bush the worst president in American history? Let me repeat that question. And you two don't answer now. I want the audience to think about it for a while. Is George W. Bush the worst president in American history? Here's his resume. Worst foreign policy decision in American history, the invasion of Iraq. I don't know how you can argue there's a worse one than that. Worst chief justice betrayal in American history with John Roberts. How many times is that? I, don't, I can't even get upset. That guy has screwed us and, and, and on every issue too. Immigration several times. Life Saved Obamacare twice. Religious liberty last week. We need to stop asking, is he the fifth vote and say, no, he's just the first vote. Yes, yes. So, uh, worst foreign policy decision in American history. Worst chief justice betrayal in American history. All right? The most unpopular piece of legislation in American polling history. TARP. Most unpopular piece of legislation ever. Since we invented polling, it's the most unpopular one. The largest welfare state program in history at the time. He signed that into law too, Medicare Part D. So worst welfare state, largest welfare state program ever at the time. Left office with the worst final approval rating in the history of the Gallup poll. That's the resume. Who has a worse resume than that? Who's worse than that? And here's the thing. I voted for that twice. I was a baby Christian the second time I did my wife was in the hospital having complications on election night with our youngest daughter, Zoe. She sent me home because I was a nervous wreck that John Kerry was going to win. I mean, I remember being on my knees in my family room at our old house, begging for God to intervene so George W. Bush would win Ohio and save, and, and so that would save America. <laughs> Tell me how John Kerry or Al Gore are worse than that. I, I, what would they have done worse than that? Now, I'm not endorsing voting for people like that instead. I am merely and more than suggesting whatever the Sam Hill were doing to counter people like that sucks. Sucks. It's not working. 
So we will discuss today in the overtime. You guys up for that? Yes. Yeah. Yep. BlazeTV.com slash Dace. Let's get to the rest of Aaron's montage. Under no circumstances should you obey, and I don't care if it's from a Republican governor, and if a Democratic governor tried to do what Greg Abbott did last Friday, y'all would be in the streets all weekend long. Under no circumstances should you obey any further stipulations or lockdowns. It's very clear they are a civil rights violation. It's very clear now they are in violation of the 14th Amendment. You do not have equal protection under the law. If you are a bar owner in Texas or Florida under Ron DeSantis, you are not protected as equally as you would be if you were making an anti-American insurgent political statement and rioting and looting over police brutality, or if you wanted to gather in a rainbow rainbow flag and shake your fist at God. Then it's totally okay. It's totally okay then. How much do you want to bet what Aaron was alluding to is go back and predate two weeks from the current spike in millennial cases in Minneapolis? What was two weeks ago? The riots were two weeks ago. The riots were. Under no circumstances should you obey any of that. If you're a bar owner in Florida and Texas, you should be open today. They can't put you all in jail. If you want to have a gathering of more than 100, have it. If you're in the state of Illinois and your governor says it's okay for all those people to gather in Chicago to shake their fist at God, then every one of those houses of God should, in defiance, open. Offer people masks to go indoors, fine, but they should all be open. You should not obey any more of these. Period. I don't care who they come from. And enough of, that's my team, that's my quarterback, crap. Do you want to know how many people are in the hospital in Texas right now? I'll tell you. I looked it up this morning. 5,472. In a state of almost 30 million people. 5,472. In a state of almost 30 million. Are you freaking kidding me? The Houston hospitalization said just an hour ago, yes, their hospitals are at 95% capacity. The exact same capacity they were at one year ago today. Same. Nobody cared. They said they're pretty much at 80 to 90% capacity year-round in the ICU in Houston. Year-round. COVID or no COVID. By the way, can you guys think of a massive event that took place in Houston two weeks ago? Can you think of one? George Floyd's biggest funeral took place in Houston. And that means now that when you take your when you're taking your daughter, your baby girl out for her sweet 16 birthday, and the restaurants at 50% capacity, you go home or you wait. In the 100 degree Texas heat, you wait. Because they had to let thousands upon thousands upon thousands upon thousands attend a funeral for a guy who died 3,000 miles away. 
why the hell are you complying with any of this? I'm telling you right now, I like my Republican governor. She tries this on me, you'll be seeing me on the news tonight. Hell no, is my answer. Nope, not happening. Don't obey any of this. It's all a lie. It's all a lie. In 2017, our CDC and the World Health Organization announced that they had discovered over 650,000 people die in this world each year from respiratory viruses of the flu. Over 650,000. We passed the grim worldwide milestone over the weekend of a half million coronavirus deaths. 650,000 people in this world die every year from respiratory viruses of the flu, which has a vaccine. That's with a vaccine. That is with one. Did you even hear that news? Was it ever even reported to you? Did you know that until I just told you a moment ago? Did you know? No, because I didn't know either. I actually found out because my pastor sent me that information. He's like, interesting how news gets reported differently these days. Hell yeah, it is. Can I say hell yeah, pastor? I just did. Hell yeah, it is. Do not comply with... Steve, can you give me some practical steps, Steve, what to do? No! No. I'm, I'm not doing that. We'll be open, but thank you, Governor Abbott. You may have lost your balls. I've still got mine, and I'm a chick, so our salon will be open, our bar will be open. No, we're... we're see, it. appreciate that, though. We're going we're gonna to exercise the George Floyd Clause. Apparently, the virus is so smart, it only spreads if you meet certain political criteria and not if you don't. I mean, I, I, what happened to my relocation mistress, man? I, I, I can't believe all of Texas is not double guns up right now with their middle finger toward Austin right now. Did y'all lose your balls? Oh, I know. The Republican's in office. So, I don't know. Maybe he's got a, well, maybe he's got a point. We don't, that guy looked bad. B.S. This whole thing's BS. That's why I'm really looking forward to the next week or two. Because this is a replay of what happened in April. Remember we were told two weeks, two weeks, two weeks, two weeks. Two weeks. Going to see surges everywhere in two weeks. And then we didn't. Whole country's going to be New York City in two weeks. And then it wasn't. Wisconsin had a primary election in the middle of April. That was going to kill untold how many, right? No smoldering ash there. Florida was going to be smoldering ash because of spring break in March. Didn't happen. All the smoldering ash we were promised. Remember that? None of it ever happened. None of it ever happened. And then eventually, when that all came out in the wash, the pressure to reopen began to occur. Same thing is happening right now. uh, Same thing. When we have all these new positive cases and the whole country isn't New York City and your morgues aren't burning bodies like they did in Lombardi. Just like, just like the lie was up and that's why we started reopening things in May. Because that's who we're testing now. We're testing all the healthy people now. 
My daughter got tested last week. Another friend of mine's kid got tested. Another buddy of mine, his kids got tested. They're all in their 20s. They wouldn't have tested any of them a couple of months ago. We're going to test all these athletes. The average Louisiana doesn't know a damn thing about their pro-life bill losing at the Supreme Court today, but they know everything about their damn college football team. And they're going to know when they read two weeks ago that 30 of their, go Tigers, 30 of those kids tested positive and are quarantined. And then when they're back in camp playing football, you're going to know that. Jig's going to be up again. I'm looking forward to this. You're about to find out what every other country in the world has found out, which is why they're playing South Korean baseball and Japanese baseball and Spanish basketball. Wasn't Spain the worst hotspot in the world other than Italy? It was. They're playing indoor basketball. You're betting on it, aren't you, Aaron, right now? Making all kinds of money on Spanish pro basketball as we speak. German pro basketball. They're doing that too. The Bundesliga. They're playing. The Premier League in the UK were a month ago... A month ago, the BBC would could not believe Boris Johnson still had their, still had the country locked down. Remember that? You're watching Premier Soccer every night now. You're about to learn what all these other countries learned. It's all going to come out. Then it's just going to be a matter of what you'll do with it. Here's my first tip. Don't wait for anybody at the White House to do a damn thing. Don't, don't do that. Do it all yourself. How long have you been playing high school sports in Iowa? How long? A couple weeks, you right? You mean, oh, the summer? Yeah, yeah. we've been, uh, we're two weeks in. We're about to start week you're, three. You're umpiring games, right? I am. How, 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 I haven't asked you yet. How hard has it been to collect all those dead bodies, Todd? It's been, you know, like piles of cordwood, Steve. Of course, they're, they're trying to give you the impression about it now. They're canceling games right now because of, you know, one kid uh, will test positive. I was at a game where one staff worker tested positive, uh, so they have to cancel games, and, and they're trying to make it seem online as if this is... They're setting the stage to take on football. Like, if they... You look at Iowa. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. We can't even... Structurally, how do we make this go? It's just not... There's no way to conduct a season. They're trying to push every single button. They And, and it's just a matter, then, of whether you're going to comply with this or That's not. That's it. It's just, they don't have any data on their side. What they have, though, is our laziness, complacency, and mangininess on their side. They have that on their side. They've got that in spades, man. Because we just want to blog. We just want to stay home and then mail-in vote for Trump in November. And then, of course, when they're doing the mail-in vote, everybody that's voting for Biden, you know, their vote's getting counted 10 times. And then we're going to do a great job of calling shows and complaining about it, you know, and Lindsey Graham will be back on Hannity tonight promising to get to the bottom of things. He promises to get to the bottom of things a lot, if you know what I'm saying. But it never does. Never seems to. Never seems to. But he's on Fox every night promising you that, apparently. I just, how much longer? We're not a nation of laws. We never have been. We're a nation of political will, and we always will be. Where's your will? Where's yours? Why is anyone in Texas complying with that ridiculousness from your governor? Any of you. Any of you. Point oh two percent of the Texas population is in the hospital right now. Oh, and you see those numbers from Aaron on Mexico? 
Yeah. You know, the third world country to our south. With well, there's the there, there's two there's two Mexicos. The, there's the third world country, and then the parts the drug cartels control. Forty nine percent of all testing in Mexico is coming back with positive results. Did you see that? Yeah, forty nine percent. That's why I'm, I'm I'm sure it's a pure coincidence that the counties in California, Texas, and Arizona that are on the border have way disproportionately higher positives than the rest of their states do. Remember, we were going to secure the border. Remember, if only a guy ever got elected president on telling the truth about what's really going on in Mexico and what really goes on at the border. And then, like, he got elected, like, his whole party had complete and total control of everything with a Republican governor that could finally do something about it. We're always, but you know what, alas, we're one election away and we're one judge away and we're one election away again and we're one judge away again. Two weeks away. Son of a biscuit, man. One of these, one of these days, right? We'll get them next year. Are you mad yet? Tell me what I have to do to get you there. Tell me. Because I will do it. I will. So just, I need to know what it is. We'll get you out of your homes. Out of your seats. To utter the word no. You tell me, I need you to help me help you. You tell me what it will do, what I need to do. What do I need to, what information do I have to share with you? What do I have to tell you to show any of the spirit that we should be commemorating this Friday, that 56 men show 244 years ago? What, 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 what else must you be told and revealed? Tell me. I would like to know. You know, the main reason we're taking so many supplements as humans nowadays is all the good stuff that is supposed to be in our food is often taken out. The vitamins, nutrients, uh, antioxidants, omega oils, a lot of those things are taken out because they want to mass produce it for mass consumption. They want it to have a long shelf life, right? Same thing happens with our pets. A lot of their food has that stuff taken out as well. And that's where Rough Greens VitaSmart comes in. It is not a dog food, but it is a premium dog food supplement. The point of Rough Greens is to put the stuff back in your dog's food that your pet really needs that's probably been taken out and no longer in there. Plus, your dog's going to go crazy for Rough Greens. At least my dog does. Cap thinks the stuff absolutely tastes great. All right, so it's just a, it's a powder that you put on top of your dog's food that apparently makes it taste even better, but it certainly makes it healthier. And right now, if you want to try it, you can get the Jumpstart bag today, all right? Uh, try to see if your dog can get its health uh, thriving again with the Jumpstart bag today for just $14.95. It'll last you for two weeks to see if you see an improvement in your dog in 14 days or less for just $14.95. Go to roughgreens.com slash blaze. That's R-U-F-F for roughgreens.com slash blaze. Let's welcome in our good friend Bob Vanderplatz from the Family Leader. Good to see you, brother. How are you? I'm very good. So normally when you and I have this conversation we're about to have it is in private and it's it, it it's usually the other way around right it, it usually it's, it's you asking me hey what do you, what's your take on how to present blank okay yeah. today we're gonna do this publicly and i'm gonna ask you what is the because uh, i know you're not going to do like the whole ralph reed uh robert jeffers that's just not how you roll right 
I mean, if you can't find something that doesn't, you know, that that spares not one morsel of your soul, you're not going to promote it to people. That's just not how you do things, right? So what is, we have another John Roberts betrayal this morning, right? On top of all the ones we just had last week. And it's and it's one thing too, if it was just like one issue that he's bad on. Like Anthony Kennedy was bad on the rainbow jihad. Mm-hmm. But he was sort of okay on a lot of other things. And he was like considered the big squish, right? Doesn't Anthony Kennedy look like Antonin Scalia next to John Roberts here the last few weeks? I mean, it's like we're pining away. Gosh, remember when Anthony Kennedy was on the court? <sighs> Those were the days, yeah. right? And you knew there was like a couple of issues he would screw you on, right? On Roberts, he's going to screw you on everything. All right? So, so, and you know we're not, nobody's standing up to the courts. That's that's not happening, right? So we're just going to do whatever unelected judges tell you to do, which apparently makes your elections irrelevant except for making money off them. Um, so there's that. We've got Republican governors in states that you're organizing in right now, right? Uh, on terrible data. You're right. Uh, you, you can have a riot, but you got to, but uh, the cases go up. The law abiding shut your businesses down and you stay home. But if you've got, if you hate America, if you hate, if you're a God hater, you know, and you want to gather for the last weekend of Pride Month and uh, get your freak freak flag fly, that's total. We're totally down to clown on that, right? And nobody says anything. In fact, over at Trump2020.com, they're selling their rainbow, uh, you know, Make America Great ad as we speak right now. So that's cool. Um, I, I'm I'm trying to figure out here. I'm I'm not doing it anymore. Just so my audience knows, I'm not sending any more messages or texts to friends of mine in the White House. I'm not sending any more. I have to salvage whatever shred of dignity I have left. Okay, after after being ignored 397 times, my wife was watching Family Feud over the weekend, and one of the questions, Bob, was, <laughs> how long do you wait until you've decided you've been stood up on a date, right? Do you think after 397 attempts to penetrate the White House and having none of them work, is, is it fair for me at this point to take it, to, to receive the message that even the people I know that work there are really just not interested in anything that might help them win? We're not listening to you. Yeah. So I'm just going to stop. Is that fair? It's fair. Have I done enough? Have I, have I made enough earnest attempts, do you think? You've made a lot of earnest attempts. Okay. So tell me then, what is the affirmative message? What is it? Well, the first affirmative message is I'm sick and tired, as you're sick and tired, of having everybody bow down to the courts. Why do we know the justices' names? Why do we put so much emphasis on the judges? Because we have a Congress and we have elected officials and elected ex- executives who aren't doing their job. They just continue to roll over for the court. So really what we're doing is we're no longer electing a president. We're no longer electing a Congress or a Senate. We're saying we're electing unelected judges because the judges determine our fate. And at some point, we as American people guys say, enough is enough of this. I mean, because I, I believe it was Jefferson who said that's where oligarchy will be. I mean, you know, sort of tyranny mm-hmm. will reign mm-hmm. when you allow these unelected judges determine your future. And every Monday in June, my gosh, we're on pins and needles because they're going to determine how we live. At some point, we got to be sick and tired of this thing. Two is on what do I tell my base? And I think that's even yeah. asking that question what do you tell your base? It is a real cause for pause because if our base is not fired up to vote for something, I'm afraid these poll numbers are going to be very accurate. And it is going to be a shellacking come November. And President Trump is not going to survive. And the U.S. Senate's not going to survive because the base will be asking, 
What for? What, well, what, they, I mean, what is it good for? They spent their time up there last week attacking police with Tim Scott, and then the Democrats said, cool story, bro, and laughed at him because they tried to get to the left where Barack Obama was on police mm-hmm. reform four years ago. That wasn't far enough. Yeah. you know. So they did that last week. I, yeah. I got to tell you, our base loved that, man. Sure. No, they didn't. They hated it, actually. So, they hated every minute of it. So what it is, though, Steve, is that you go back just a few weeks in our conversations, and you're, I mean, even you were saying it's a worldview issue now. Mm-hmm. What, what I think of Trump is almost irrelevant. It's a worldview issue because I know how hostile this side is to my worldview. That's about the only thing we can basically say well, you better be fired up for. And hopefully you're going to get guys like a Pompeo or a Pants or a, a Ted Cruz or others appointed to key positions that hopefully you can have impact and influence on. What I do know, this is where you're going to your 397 text messages. Uh, and this happened on November 9, 2016. So Trump wins on November 8, 2016. And I'm as surprised as everybody else is. I'm as surprised as Donald Trump. Yeah, as surprised as they were. That he yeah, won the presidency. They were all telling us they were about to lose, is what they told us that night. And so I'm driving into the office the next morning, and all of a sudden, th- I, mean, I almost have to do a complete mindset rethink. And all of a sudden, I'm going, I've got people I can call. I've got people I can actually have a conversation with to try to advance policy to move things. And that's kind of what I hold on to right now. Is it about access politics? Well, in some ways it is. Nathan to David? Nathan had to have access to David in order to say you are the man. And so I'm looking at it going, with Joe Biden and with the team that he would surround himself with, there is no way they're going to let Bob Varenplatz or Steve Dace or Todd or Aaron or anybody else have a conversation with them one iota. And you're not going to move the needle with them. The question is what you get to. Because I, I totally agree with what yeah. you just said. Absolutely. But, but the question is, yep. are we moving the needle when we have access to these people and influence with these people and trying to get them to move the ball? And yeah, we can point to good stuff that's been happening. There's also stuff that, guys, it just isn't right. Twenty-one of The, the, the last, bar's got to be higher than, than we're better than they are. 21 of the last 28 Supreme Court justices, Bob, in the last six years were appointed by Republicans. By Republicans. And, and think of every awful decision that has happened in the Supreme Court. Majority GOP courts presided over every last one of those. So let me From ask you. Roe v. Wade on. So let me ask you this, because we've been saying, I've been saying, we're living in a day and age where you're going to see the Supreme Court overturn Roe v. Wade. The current makeup of the court, you think yeah, Roe v. Wade happening. got placed yeah. in front of them? Would it get overturned? Yeah. You, you need more than Ruth Ann Ginsburg yeah, to leave the court. And, and I thought that too. Here's the thing that bothers me. Every time I think it's okay to have a little optimism, I'm told I'm 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 shown blatantly that it is not. If if you can't get John Roberts to vote for the timidity of what Louisiana tried, the idea he's going to overturn yeah. Rover, he's going to vote to overturn Roe versus Wade. I, I, that's just that, so, that's so, going to take an act of God. So Steve, I think you go back to the question a little about okay, how you can get your base motivated. What what's your message to the base? That's not my issue. That's Donald Trump's issue. And I think what it is, is if I'm him and if I'm his campaign, I'm going to start doing some resets. And I'm going to start showing why when you would like me, things are different. And I would start with the full and complete defunding of Planned Parenthood. And if the court says, you know what, you can't do it, I defy their order and say, you're not the executive. You don't have the power of the sword. I've got the power of the sword. That's my department. That's not your department. 
They're not funding one dime to that organization as long as I'm president of the United States. That would get your base starting to wake up a little bit. Sure would. But you need to do stuff like that. And the whole thing about we're going to open up America. Yeah, we can do it logically. and We can do it with wisdom and all that stuff. But this whole deal about well, now we're going to shut the whole thing down again? I don't have a lot of my friends and neighbors. I just talked to a guy on the walking trail last night who said they had all these protocols at a youth basketball tournament for COVID-19. He said the first day, like everybody abided by him. By the third day, it was like game on, bleachers full. Okay, we're done wearing masks. They're like, you know what? Yeah. We're, we're not doing this anymore. Yeah. We'll, we'll do it to get in the tournament. Yeah. And then even the organizers were kind of like, you know what? Because they're not enforceable. Yeah, they, you, they were never enforceable. Exactly. They never were. They never were. And and I think we we've got to we've got to change the way we do politics, Bob. All right. So George W. Bush, serious question: Has there ever been a worst president in American history than this resume? Here's the resume: worst foreign policy decision in American history, Iraq; worst chief justice betrayal in American history of John Roberts. Most unpopular piece of legislation in the history of American polling, TARP. Signed into law at the time, the largest welfare state program in American history, Medicare Part D. And then he left the White House with the worst approval rating, final approval rating in the history of the Gallup poll. At least in the two-party era. You want to argue John Adams, as great of a patriot as he was, but a terrible president or something? Fine. James Buchanan, somebody threw that at me today. Our friend Chris Pandolfo did. I'm going to defer to Chris Pandolfo on the dulcet tones of the Buchanan presidency. All right? But in the two-party era, post-Civil War, has there been a worse president than that record? And the thing is, Steve, we've known this. I mean, so you fast forward to 2020, and you're going back to 2008. Remember in 2008 what happened? It was John McCain. Remember John McCain? Mm-hmm. Remember John McCain suspended his campaign? What was he going to do? For the tarp. Maverick. He was yeah. going to be a maverick. He was going to show D.C. how this operates. And what he did is he folded into the tarp, and McCain doesn't, doesn't win. No. Our people should know better than this. So That's I, why Trump needs to know better. And you, the thing is, let me throw this ahead. in. When you have a rally in Tulsa, Oklahoma— it's not about what you look like walking off of stage at West Point. Nobody cares. Absolutely nobody cares. What the media did to you, what you think the media did to you, nobody cares. Give us something to vote for. Walking off a of stage, I don't care if they have to push you down a stage. Give us something to vote for. And that's why defunding Planned Parenthood would be a great place to start. But show there's a new sheriff in town. How would John Kerry or Al Gore had, have had worse records than that? What, 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 given where the country was at the time, tell me realistically what decisions they could have made that would have been a worse resume than that. I can't come up with it. Now, I am not advocating voting for people like that, obviously. What I am suggesting, though, is our counter to people like that. Whatever, we're current, whatever our current political paradigm is on the right, it's awful. Yep. It, it, we're, we're like the worst opposition movement in all of human history. I mean, you were Afghanis throwing rocks at the Red Army in 79. We're better at this than we are. We are terrible. Well the, well, the thing it is, Steve, the left has a bar. And the left says, here's the bar, and you're going to go to this bar. The right. So take a look at gay marriage. 
Gay marriage, Obama's for one man, one woman marriage. That's what the Bible taught. He told Rick Warren at Saddleback, that's mm-hmm. what the Bible taught. But as soon as North Carolina affirmed marriage between one man and one woman, he went in the next day and said, I'm all in for gay marriage. Why? Because the left showed him where the bar was. Right. The right says, I believe in one man, one woman marriage. But what's their bar? We're just going to get to gay marriage a lot slower than they would. Yep. Or we'll let the court do it. And those days have got to be over. And so I get, if I look at Trump, I'm going to say, you know what? This isn't about Kerry. And this isn't about George W. Bush. This is about Donald Trump in 2020 and casting a vision and giving people something to vote for. Run on whatever record of results is, but now you need to put a new stake in the ground and show that we're moving forward. If you don't, and if the, we start closing downs, like Newt Gingrich said, yeah, your friend. Yep. Newt, Newt Ging- said over the weekend, Trump will get crushed if that happens, and I totally agree with him. He will. Yeah. Well, those poll numbers, don't, when you have Fox News... Flirting with the conspiracy theory of if these numbers hold, there may be a chance Trump doesn't run for re-election. I mean that he'd go out in his own terms. That's what happened so, to LBJ so, the summer of 1968. Well, right? something's got to change then, right? So I mean, let it change. If, if, if they're not willing to do what it takes to win, I'm totally fine if he wants to resign. Yeah. So our tagline at every leadership summit, which we have coming up on July 17, is principle over politics. Politics is, okay, I'll vote for whoever's got the R behind their name, and I just want to make sure we we get invited to all the parties, right? Right. Principle is, no, we're going to vote for people that actually deliver on the principles, and yes, we want to have access so we can advance our principles. But that's the whole difference. Good stuff, brother. Appreciate it. God bless you. Hope you figure it out. Do you have any quick thoughts on the conversation we just had with Bob? Our base, whatever that is, whatever our is, needs to not rely on the four men in this room here to be cracking a whip. Bob can't be in the same position as Steve. Uh, When people come, what should we do? If you don't know by now, we're in Isaiah 1, where would you yet be struck territory? You need to take this by yourself and allow men like Bob and Steve to then help you direct your energy. But where's your energy independent of these men? They don't need to spoon feed you anymore. What do you want? Otherwise, forget this election. Again, the, the revolution has been lost. Our country is no more. This thing we're doing here is this zombie fog that has nothing to do with this founding of this country. So you go on and stamp your forms, Stunny, and go camping on the weekend like I did, or go to your kids' games on weekend and do all your escapes, and, but your country is gone. Are you going to get it back or not? I think if anything has been learned, it's that... When there's not an R in the White House, when there's not an R in power, we seem to be a lot more energetic. At least that's what I've seen in in my short time following politics. We seem to be a lot more energetic. So maybe that's the best thing. Maybe that's the best thing. Because then we can at least focus our energies maybe a little bit better. I don't know. Latest numbers out of Florida, they have... Over 1,500 available ICU beds in the state of Florida right now. Over 1,500. Sounds like a hellhole. Why are you obeying any of this? Our monthly Facebook Ask Me Anything is next. Stay tuned. (laughs) 
And we are back with Hour 2, live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. Steve Dace here with Todd Erzin and Aaron McIntyre, 888-900-3393. Steve at stevedace.com is the email address. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Steve Day Show, youtube.com slash Steve Dace is where you can find clips of this show for free that you can sample and then share with others. Last name is spelled D-E-A-C-E. Those of you that listen to the podcast, thank you. If you haven't smashed the subscribe button for us yet, please do so. And if you haven't left a five-star review for us yet, if you like the show, if you don't, don't lie, but if you like the show and you wouldn't mind leaving us a five-star review, we would greatly appreciate that as well because it helps the show to grow, not to mention it pleases our benevolent overlords here at the Blair furthermore if you've already left us a five-star review we can't thank you enough for taking the time to do that would you consider leaving us seven or eight more i don't know if those will all count but let's find out together let's get to our monday town hall and it's the facebook uh, monthly ask me anything edition brought to you by home title lock hey there's there's always a trade-off to every decision in life right so working from home doing more things from home has some convenience to it but it comes with its vulnerabilities as well because we're doing more working, banking, video conferences, meal deliveries, shopping. More of it online than ever before since we, we've been at home. And that means our data is more vulnerable than ever before as well. So cyber criminals, they're looking for things in your data that they can then use to go online where your home's title is kept, identify as you, and then they take out loans against your home because they sell their home or your home to themselves. They make it look like you sold your home to them. It's called home title theft. The FBI is warning about it and that's why Home Title Lock is here to do something about it as well. They will do what your insurance and your bank mortgage lender won't do or can't do, and that is protect your home's title from this kind of cybercrime. So protect your home right now. Go to HomeTitleLock.com, and while you're there, you can register your address to see if you're already a victim at HomeTitleLock.com. Also, while you're there, use the promo code STEVE to get 30 free days of protection right now to get through the current crisis. 30 free days of protection at HomeTitleLock.com. Promo code STEVE for HomeTitleLock.com. So here's how the monthly Facebook Ask Me Anything works. I put out the call on our Facebook page, Facebook.com slash Steve Dace. One time each month. Todd, you then select. I do. Out of usually hundreds of, of, of suggestions, you will select a series of questions. I have not seen any of these. I do not know what is coming. Okay. Uh, and then you send them over to Aaron and we get through as many of them as That's we possibly can. Aaron, fire away. All right. This one is from Darren Barkman who asks, what the crap, Steve? What the hell and crap? Darren, I, I don't, I'm asking myself that question on a frequent basis. I almost just gave Aaron that and no other questions. And just said, Steve, riff on this for the next 40 minutes. Because uh, everything else is minutes. going to be a variation on this thing. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know, man. I, I don't know. And the only, the only thing that makes sense to me is some kind of providential moment. Because folks aren't even acting in their own self-interest. It's a total Tower of Babel right yes, now. Yes, it is. I, I just actually sent that to somebody on my email uh, this morning. I mean... It's just obvious. It, 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 that's why... And so if if it is a providential moment, then it's... 
it's judgment from above or permitted mischief from below, meaning that the, the roaring lion has, has been let out to devour whom they may consume, given where we currently are at, right? Whichever one of those two it is, here's, here's how I think, and I, I'm not a great theologian, man. I just have read several. Here's what I think that means for the rest of us. We tell as much truth and do as much truth as we possibly can without any regard for the consequences whatsoever. In some respects, this, this would actually free us up even more. Because if, you're, if you can't motivate politicians by self-interest, then I, I don't know what to say at that point, right? Everybody has to know, everybody, everybody at 1600 Pennsylvania, or nearly everybody at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue has to know, promoting any kind of a lockdown narrative again is essentially like, let's just save ourselves the trouble of the next six months, and let's just give Joe Biden the, the oath of office right now. I mean, hell, Newt Gingrich has been as pro-Trump as anybody, and even he said that over the weekend, right? Yeah. And so when they come out and their response to that is on Friday to put Anthony Fauci and Debbie Burks back on camera, I don't... I don't know what to do to that. I don't know what, I can't analyze that. I cannot analyze that. I can't. When the Republican governor of Texas, man, Texas, Texas, when he's like, hey, two weeks ago, we allowed massive racial unrest and protest in Houston, which is exactly why the rest of you that didn't do that are going to have to shut your businesses down to 50% capacity. What do, I, what do you do with that? I mean, if that's where the governor of Texas is at, what the hell is the point arguing with the governors of Massachusetts and California, right? I mean, judgment begins in your own house first. Isn't that what the word says? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it was that. I think actually, Peter actually, actually wrote those words. So I, I don't know what to tell you. Ron DeSantis has, has, has made huge political capital bucking this for the last few months. And then all of a sudden on Friday comes out and shuts down the bars again? For what? Because they have 1,500 available ICU beds in the state with the second largest elderly population in the country. What do you do with that? What, tell me, what at this point, Ron DeSantis has been so defined as a maverick on this issue, right? Like, if he wanted to get credibility with the other side of the debate, there's nothing he could do at this point to do it, right? Nothing. He has, what political incentive does Ron DeSantis have to ankle grab for the panic porn? None is the answer. It'll do him no good at all. He'll get no credit for it. None. None. So when, and then if you can't trust my, my word, Allah, in the name of Allah, if you cannot trust Donald Joseph Trump to act in his self-interest and I don't want to live in this world anymore. Goodness. I would have told you a week ago there's two things in this world I believe in with all my heart. Jesus rose again and Donald Trump acting in his own self-interest. One of those is gone now. Can't count on that now. I, I don't I don't I don't know, man. I have I have I so it just has to be I'm left with I got to read the signs of the times and I don't, I, I think what's happening in this world and in, in this culture right now is not of this world. That's what I believe.
which means I think the rest of us, here's, here's the mission for us. Fire up maybe the greatest baseline of all time, John Paul Jones, Led Zeppelin. No quarter. No quarter. Hold nothing back. Take nothing with you. Make, there are no calculations to make. Well, what's the collateral damage? Nope. Nope. Fire all of your guns at once. Like a true nature's child. That's what I would, that, that's what I think it means. I, I, if, if, if what's happening here is not of this world, man, then let it rip. Whatever you never put on your Facebook page before. I was talking to a buddy of mine that, that works for a major, a major media company, a name all of you know, all of you know. And he's one of their producers there. He's worked in a production department with 652 people this entire time because they've had to be on the air, right? Do you know how many of them have tested positive for COVID? They're getting tested constantly. They've, been te- they've, been, they've all been tested this entire... Because his department is required for them to stay on the air, okay? They're the, they, they, they're the production team, the engineering team. 652 people in their department. They've been tested this entire time. Do you know how many, how many of them have ever tested positive? Zero. And they're in the tri-state area, folks, like every other major, almost every other major media company is. Name you would know, I promise you. One of the biggest names there is. 652 of them, they've been getting tested constantly. None have ever tested positive. But he did lose his Facebook page for sharing a Ben Shapiro column. He got banned from Facebook for that. It doesn't make any sense, man. It doesn't. And so that's why I'm just, I'm at the point that analyzing is paralyzing. What's happening here is not of this world. And therefore, I think the rest of us that recognize that potential, how we should respond is read the signs of the times. Let it rip. Let it rip. The hour is short. I mean, for this culture, I don't mean like, you know, cosmically. That's my own read. That's my answer. Next question. Michael J. Boyd says, the only lack of confidence I have in the current COVID saga is the claim we're hearing that hospital beds are getting close to capacity in some cities. What do we know about what's making up these increases? My intuition is telling me either that these aren't true COVID cases or it's the result of all the increased testing and the medical industry promoting hospitalization. Any additional thoughts or details on this? So, Michael, I did not know about your question, but I did ask Todd that if we got any questions like this, if he could give it to Aaron because of something I tweeted about this morning in response to what you're asking. And I want to share it now with all of you. All right. So this is current as of this morning, coronavirus data from COVID tracking, which is probably the best national website out there uh, that helps to put things in perspective. Okay. As of today, the United States is approaching 31 million tests, 31 million of those 31 million, 8% have come back positive eight remember the state of north carolina reported a week and a half ago 
10% of its state had antibodies, right? 8% of all the testing we have done in this country has come back positive. And that also includes states like, now Texas was doing this too. I don't believe they're doing it any longer. Arizona is still one of the states counting positive for antibodies as also a positive case. Several states are doing this. And Arizona, one of the <coughs> hotspots, is doing that as well. They are, if you test positive for an antibody in Arizona, they're counting you as a positive case. All right? So even with all of that, 8% of our 31 million tests in this country have come back with a positive. 8% even counting in several states like Arizona, antibodies as a positive case. All right, so let's continue here. So far in America, five times more people who have reported symptoms have recovered than died. Five times. Over 681,000 people have reported symptoms and recovered in the United States. That's more than five times the people that have died nationwide. But then let's consider this as well. 43% of all deaths in America have occurred in nursing homes where only 0.6% of Americans live. Which means the odds of recovery increase even greater than that if you're symptomatic and not in a nursing home. So even when we include the nursing home numbers, five times more American, more than five times more Americans have recovered from symptoms than have died from succumbing to them. What do you think those numbers are when you don't include the Americans that are living in nursing homes? Like 99.4% of this population. It's a lot higher. A lot higher. All right, let's take a look at this next. Let's look at the so-called hot spot of Arizona. As of this morning, Arizona was reporting 1,400 more people are hospitalized with COVID than 30 days ago. I'm going to keep using, by the way, the preposition with, because we don't know, no one really tells us, are they there for COVID or with it? Meaning that if I go to, if I go to the, if I go to hospital hypertension and everybody that goes to hospital, everyone in America that goes to a hospital is getting tested today. If I go to hospital, my heart's racing, hypertension, I broke my leg, they're going to test me. So I, we don't know who we don't really know who's there for it or with it, right? But let's go with the with. Let's include them all. Okay, Arizona has fourteen hundred more people hospitalized with COVID than thirty days ago in a state of over seven million. That is zero point zero six percent of its population is hospitalized with COVID nineteen. Six hundred and sixty six people in Arizona are in the ICU with COVID nineteen as we speak today. That is 0.009% of the state's population, guys. 0.009% of the state's population is in ICU with COVID-19. 0.009%. Let's take a look at Florida next. The so-called hotspot of Florida, which has the second largest concentration of elderly in America, has only seen... 0.06% of its population hospitalized with COVID. And that includes the recent spike. If you include the recent spike, 0.06% of Florida. With the second largest elderly population in the country. 
has been hospitalized with COVID. We're not even counting the four COVIDs. We're just counting everybody that's there testing positive with COVID. Symptomatic, not asymptomatic, who knows? 0.06% of the state of about 22 million people. 0.06%. Let's look next at the so-called hotspot of Texas. It is currently reporting 5,497 people are hospitalized with COVID. That is 0.02% of that state's current population. Almost 30 million people. 0.02%. Who knows? Maybe if they wouldn't have allowed race riots in the state, it would be 0.016. Who knows? Who knows? Let's put this all in perspective, shall we? The, f- the current combined deaths in the so-called hotspots of Arizona, Florida, and Texas is only 30% of the total deaths in New York State. Twenty-two million people in Florida, thirty million people in Texas, fifty-two million, another seven million people from Arizona. Let's just round it up. The sixty million people that live in Florida, Texas, and Arizona. Twenty million people, or no, less than twenty million people now live in New York, or maybe it is about twenty million. Anyway, those sixty million people in that hotspot, those three hotspots have produced 30% of the deaths in New York State alone. Alone. The thing they have to do is because of the media. Then why vote? Why are you voting then? If your Republican governor has to ankle grab because of the media, if the media is in charge, then why did you even vote, man? Why make enemies of your neighbors over politics? If there's no way to stand up to the media, by the way, I, I was reliably informed Donald Trump had defeated the media. I've read that click whore bait at least 78 times, haven't you? Yeah, I thought yeah. that was one of the yeah. favorite things people liked about him. So, somehow, somehow, somehow when Donald Trump took over, there were the fewest Democrats in elected office than it, nationwide than at any point since before the Great Depression. The media wanted Wendy Davis to be governor of Florida, as I recall. Don't you yep. remember that? Yeah. But abortion. Greg Abbott is. Yeah. yeah. They wanted abortion Barbie in Austin, but they got Greg Abbott instead. The, the media wanted Andrew Gillum in between his cocaine, meth-induced uh, gay orgies. Uh, they wanted him to be governor of Florida, as I recall, right? They did. Yeah. They, yeah, yeah but we, they, the people got Ron DeSantis anyway. The media, did they want Hillary Clinton or Donald Trump president, do you, as you recall. Do you remember that one? I believe it was just in the direction yeah, of Hillary. I, I, I mean, it was close, just a skosh. By hair, I think they were pro-Hillary. And yet, in all three of those cases, did the media get their way? They did not. They did not. Weird. But if, that, if that's where you're at, can't do anything because of the media, then why are you even voting? Why do you watch shows like this? Why are you politically engaged, active then at all? Just stay home, wait for the media to tell you what to think, and then act accordingly. What's worse? To be the sheep that actually do that or to be the sheeple that recognize that that's what's happening and live that way anyway. I'd rather just not know. Then for, you know, we're on a roll. Let's quote St. Peter again. It is better to not know God's law than to know it and still break it, right? Mm-hmm. What's worse? To, to not know you're a sheep and to act accordingly or to recognize you're a sheeple and just still go by it anyway. I, I'd much rather not know, wouldn't you? I think so. Yeah. 
So if you can't do anything because of the media, then, then why do you vote for any of these guys? What was the point of voting then? If you just know that there's no choice but to bend the knee to the media, then why did you vote? What was the point of any of that exercise? Why are you putting stuff on your Facebook page that'll just alienate family members? Why do any of that then? To quote Monty Python, we can't risk another frontal assault. Don Lemon is dynamite. Yes. Thank you. You ready to move on? Yes. Andrew Norris asks, a Pentecostal, a Catholic, and a Baptist walk into a radio booth. Upon entering the booth, they begin to talk about the upcoming show they are about to do in light of 2020. Which one is the usual optimist? Which one is the constant pessimist? And which of the three is the enabler of the other two? Has this dynamic changed due to this turd burger of a year? That's a phenomenal question. Okay. Put, can you put the text back up there so I can see it, Aaron? In the past, I would have said that um, the Pentecostal is most likely to be the enabler. Almost everybody on TBN who is hard, shill, GOP, tends to uh, identify as, as Pentecostal of some kind. I would have said the... Um, Uh, I would have I would have said the Baptist is the pessimist because of a premillennial dispensational view of where we are headed. Okay, and the the Catholic would have been the optimist, which is why you have tended to see Catholics more socially involved and engaged before Protestants at, at numerous junctures in American history on numerous issues like abortion, even recently, for example. Okay. I don't think I can answer this question anymore, though. And, and before, I, 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 before I say that's what I, how I would have answered it before, before you're the Pentecostal that emails me, I'm not a GOP shill, and before you're the Catholic that emails me and says, I'm actually lazy, I don't get socially involved, and before you're the Baptist that emails me and says, well, I'm, I'm a Reformed Baptist like Spurgeon. Okay, I know you exist. Save me all your emails. I know, you, I know, I know that, okay? I get it. If there's anybody you're ever going to find in conservative media that acknowledges there are contrarians, it would be this show. All right? I've thought of changing my name to contrarian at times. Okay? So I get it. I get it. I'm just asking. I'm being asked by this question to speak in generalities. Okay? I'm not saying they're universalities. Right? Can we agree there's a difference between generalities and universalities? Generally speaking. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I walked right. No, I'm no. Sorry. Was, I walked into it. That was on me. I deserved that one. In fact, you held up the dude code there. You honored it. I walked into a face plan and you gave it to me. I respect it, actually. All right. I deserve that one. Okay. But I got to tell you, I don't know how to answer any of this today. I don't. I, I, I don't know how to answer any of it. I mean, I really don't. Other than, I don't know. I mean, they, apparently, if you're Catholic, you found out today that the guy running your charitable arm is a racist. You, did you know that? I had not seen that and was not in the least yeah. bit prepared for it. I hadn't seen it either, nor was I prepared, and I'm not even Catholic. <laughs> but it, good news for you. I got to tell you, I feel bad for you. I feel some empathy because I recently learned in the last month that a whole bunch of businesses I've been giving my dollars to over these years turned out they were racist this entire time, which I found really, it, 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 it upset me to know I was giving my hard-earned money to this many ra ra uh, racists. But if you're Catholic, if you've been donating to any of the Catholic charities, the guy running all that, 
is an admitted racist. So feel good about that. The the Baptists aren't sure if if the Baptists are caught somewhere between Beth Moore and Robert Jeffress in a battle to the death. Meaning not that it's a like a a good a good debate, but like everybody who's debating it deserves probably death. Like and if you're watching it, you wish death upon yourself. Like death would be a better ending to taking part in this debate or choosing sides amongst either of the parties involved than actually doing so. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, like death is preferable. Like who do you choose in a debate between Beth Moore, who is still uh, identifying racist in the church without identifying any of them. Uh, and Robert Jeffress, who uh, I, th I believe beatified Donald Trump this past weekend and something I saw. So who do you choose? And I, I choose Viking funeral for myself actually, because I can get myself on the pyre faster than get both of them there. And I just, I, I, I Take put me out of my misery. That's why I choose the pyre you're, for me. For you're me. one of those Tibetan. They needed a category. Those Tibetan monks who used to light themselves on fire. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. I, I, I anoint myself with oil. In this case, it's kerosene, and I hope you have a match. All right. That so that that's what the Baptist Church is at the moment, and so I don't I don't know the answer to that question. I, I can't answer. It's a it's it's beyond me. You're gonna need a, a smarter host to answer that. I knew you'd enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, next, Drew Bates says, have you guys given a review or seen The Chosen? If so, I missed it. I think it fits the revival or bust narrative, so it, in so that, it reaches out to the youth in a good way. Would love to hear the group's perspective. So I've, I've gotten approximately 796 emails about this show, all right? I just haven't brought it up because I, I did try watching it a few months ago. The first episode is on YouTube, I believe. And maybe they all are there. I don't know. The, but I know the first episode is on YouTube. It's very well made. I found the pacing slow. But we were also, when I watched it, we were also beginning to lock everything down. I was watching every sporting event I care about get canceled. So I have not commented on it because I me, I'm meaning to go back and try to watch it again. Um, but I, I found it that the production value was very high. I mean, it looks, it looks like a high quality production i just found the pacing slow that was my review of one episode but i wanted to give it another more of a fair shake so that's why i haven't said more about it because i haven't been able i haven't had the time right now to give it the other the fair shake are you guys familiar with what this is mm -mm. i'm familiar i haven't seen it though because wh where what what do i need to watch this another i, I don't know i just know the first episodes on youtube don't i need that's another I app or something the chosen no i don't know anything about this You've not heard about this? I've never heard about oh, this. It's it's yeah. about the apostles. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and it's about it's about it's about the New Testament through the uh through the the lens of the apostles. Yeah, I've never heard of this actually. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> until I saw this question. Well, maybe for the 4th of July weekend, put your end table aside if you're not making one this weekend and uh, you can watch a couple episodes and tell me what you think. Again, I thought the first episode that that's the only one I've seen thought it was very well made. It was just a little slow for me. Uh, one more quick one before we head to break. This is from Caleb Hamer, who says, wouldn't it be in the best interest of college and NFL teams to get their own teams to herd immunity levels prior to September? Yes. That, yeah, that's what I think is hilarious about people losing their minds about what's going on at Clemson right now. You guys have it completely backwards, man. This is the best case scenario. Yeah, you know what Clemson is doing right now? Clemson is making sure that the week before they go play at Notre Dame, Trevor Lawrence ain't testing positive. That's what Clemson is making sure right yep. now. They're getting all their ducks in a row. Dabo Sweeney, dude, is ahead of y'all. He's ahead of y'all. All right? 
People are like, oh, it's, it's, it's that lefty media again. Oh, it's those backward hicks in South Carolina. You have it totally backwards. The backward hicks in South Carolina, man, are playing chess yeah. while y'all are on Parcheesi. Moms, okay? moms used to host chicken pox parties. Everybody going back this summer. It's COVID parties. Let's get this done yeah, with. They're doing it. They're, they've got them all together, and they're mixing and mingling right now, and they're, and they're getting it all out of... You know why, too? You can get away with this down south because football's a religion there, and so uh, there, there's a little bit uh, more of an accepted uh, risk-to-reward ratio than maybe some other parts of the country, if you know what I'm trying to say, mm-hmm. right? Okay, but no, y- y'all have it backwards. They're getting them all... They're, 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 they're getting all of the positives out of the way right now. So that middle of the season, you don't wake up and find out, come playoff time, Trevor Lawrence can't play, Travis ATN can't play, tested positive. They're, I, and I, maybe I'll turn out to be wrong, but I actually read this opposite, like everything else pretty much, of what we're being told in the media. I think the opposite is true. I think Dabo, under darkness when no one's watching right now, is getting all his ducks in a row right now. That's what I think is going down. I think I think they're changing their mascot from tigers to herd immunity. I agree. I agree. All right, we'll come back. More of your questions with our monthly Facebook Ask Me Anything next. Stay tuned. Trying to sell your home at any point in time, or buying one for that matter, can be stressful. Particularly right now, though, given what's going on in the country, the uncertainty of markets, etc. How about trying to do both of those at the same time? I pulled off that double play once in life. I hope I never tried to do that again. Selling the home I'm in and buying the next one, that was even more stressful. No way I could have handled it. I still remember it vividly. It was 14 years ago. I, no way I could have handled it without a real estate agent that I could trust. And I still see my agent, Scott, around town, youth sporting events, the the grocery store, man. I still make sure to give him a what's up because he handled that situation for us with a plum, right? You need an agent. You need to find your Scott, all right? And you can find him at realestateagentsitrust.com. That's where anywhere around the country, you can go and find an agent. That's what the title means. You can find a real estate agent that you can trust, right? At realestateagentsitrust.com, someone that once you go in, they're all in for you. And they'll see it through all the way to the end and deliver on their promises as well. And recognize that you guys are part of a team here and they've got your back. So if you want to find a real estate agent that you can trust, it'll see it through to the end for you. It's just this simple. And it's not any simpler than the name of the website itself. Realestateagentsitrust.com. That's where you can go to realestateagentsitrust.com. All right, let's get back to our weekly Monday Town Hall. It's our monthly Facebook Ask Me Anything edition. And Aaron, you and I, before we go to the next question, we were talking about something during the break that do you think we should probably clarify this again? We actually, we talked about this all the way back, probably in March or April, why we do this. And I was about halfway through replying to somebody who messaged me on Twitter about why you compile data and explain data in a certain way. And generally the question is, and this is from R. Gackle on Twitter, who says, I was curious as to why uh, using states total population in comparison to the number of sick or in hospital is used. Hope that's not a dumb question. Not a dumb question at all. It's it's a great question. And it's something we clarified from the very beginning. All right. So let me start with this. If you go to my Facebook page right now, all right, the, the post that's been pinned there for the last few days is I take the CDC's latest admission 
that 10 times more people than we are currently reporting have been infected. And then I take a peer-reviewed study from Penn State University that found even before the lockdowns, 80 times more people were infected than we knew at that time. Okay? And I do all the math with that, with, with, an, with the infection fatality rate and everything, and come up with a true, a true IFR. With, with more accurate data based on these studies than we are currently being given. And, and, the, and, a, and a true IFR, not counting children, who are one-fifth of the population is 0.04. So worse than the flu, yeah, worst virus of the year, yes. But would we have shut the country down if we knew the IFR for coronavirus was 0.04%? No. No, of course not. Of course we wouldn't have done that. So I, I bring that up because, A, it, it's, good, it's one of the most read pieces I've ever put on my Facebook page. And we do all this math, and you can go through it. I would highly recommend you read it. Facebook.com slash Steve Dace. Again, that's Facebook.com slash Steve Dace. Okay? And, and, and I do go through the actual IFR of coronavirus. And again, I'm not an epidemiologist. I'm using the numbers that the scientists are giving us. I didn't come up with these numbers. This is what they gave us. I just simply ran the math with their numbers. But when we talk broadly in terms of public policy, the reason being is because if, if I am, if, if a loved one or myself gets a cancer diagnosis, I, I am going to want to know absolutely what is the particular CFR, IFR of that, of that cancer that type of cancer, right? Because that's personal to me and my given situation, correct? Yes. And I'm only really concerned about my own prognosis given this diagnosis, right? Yes. Okay. If I'm in a legislature and, I am being, and I'm handed a budget and I'm told we need this kind of funding for cancer, then I'm going to not, I'm, at that point now, I'm going to look at this more broadly. And I'm going to say, because I've got to measure other I've got to measure other influences, other desires, other needs. Because there's only so much money in the state budget, right? And in a lot of states in America, you have to have pay-as-you-go budgeting. You have to end the legislative session. Like in our own state, the law commands the budget must be balanced every year. So if I'm in the Iowa legislature and you come to me and say, we need this kind of funding for cancer or heart disease. Because there's other competition for a finite number of dollars. I, am, I absolutely need to know, well, how does this impact the three and a half million people that live in Iowa compared to everybody else? Because I'm now making a different decision. I'm not a doctor. I'm making a public policy decision, right? Yeah. And that's why I'm weighing this from the broader public policy implications. Since we're, this is not a science show, we, we discuss science when it gets politicized, but it's a public policy show. So we are looking at this from the public policy standpoint. Meaning that if, if I'm one of those 5,472 people in a hospital right now with COVID-19 in Texas or any of their loved ones, I don't, I don't give a rip about this whole conversation, do I? I right. want to know what the actual IFR is, right? I want to know what the intubation rate is. I want to know those things because it's personal to me where I'm at right now. But that's true for only those 5,472 people that are in the hospital with symptoms right now, right? Right. Or just in the hospital with something else, but they tested positive for COVID. The other 30 million people in the state of Texas are now being asked by their Republican governor to make sacrifices based off of 
those 5,472 people. So now, again, we're having the broader public policy conversation. So it does matter more. Well, if the whole general population is being asked to make this sacrifice, if we're all being told, like we're not even saying to a couple of these border counties where cases are surging in Texas. But if you're in northern, you're in the northern, you're, you're in Texarkana, you sacrifice. You, you shut your bar down. Your, your, your gathering of over 100 can't happen without, your wedding can't happen without permission, right? Right? In that case, then, you betcha I deserve to know and need to know, since I'm being asked to make a massive public policy sacrifice in my own life based on this particular health issue. I then need to know how much of the people is it truly infecting because a lot more than that are going to be asked to sacrifice, right? Yes. And so what's the real danger here to the overall general population? Does that answer your question? I think so. All right. Next question. That answers it well. This is from Mike Hoke. He said, I seriously contemplated taking my life today. I've been in a Rourke comp COVID-induced layoff for almost four months now with no end in sight. I avoid the mainstream media, and your show is one of the few that keeps me afloat in a sea of stupidity. I'm tired of being lied to and want to wake up from this daily Twilight Zone episode. My question to you is this. Do you, Todd, or Aaron actually believe revival is still an option at this point? I wouldn't be here and doing this if I didn't. In fact, I think it is the only option. It, with very limited exceptions. And I didn't agree with her decision to give a bunch of felons voting rights because Black Lives Matters put 70 people in front of Merle Hay Mall last month. Okay? But that notwithstanding, with very limited exception. My governor would be one of them in my own, this, my own opinion. Now, I'm, I'm not speaking for anybody on the show or anybody else other than me. In my opinion, my Republican governor has earned my affirmative support for her. She is on a very short list. It's not long. At this point, if you're voting with any expectation other than at least there's a better chance I'll get something out of this Republican than the Democrat. Or it, it, it maybe it'll slow things down long enough for people to wake up. If, if you're thinking anything other than that, holistically, collectively, if you think that there's anything holistically aspirational happening by voting whole cloth for Republicans, you are self-deceived and deluded. All of the available, normal institutions, the civic ones that we established at the dawn of this country, approaching 244 years ago, so that things would not get to the point that they are rapidly spiraling downward towards now, are either corrupted or turned against you, or, or you're not permitted to access them. The Chief Justice, appointed by a Republican president, has made it patently clear going back to the Arizona immigration case eight years ago and every other opportunity he has had. You can vote against cultural Marxism all you want. He will do whatever he possibly can 
with, with arguably the most powerful, it shouldn't be, it wasn't meant to be, but given the weakness of all the other branches and public officials, John Roberts is one of the two or three most powerful men in the world, maybe the most powerful. And the only reason I wouldn't put him ahead of a president yet is he still can't send your children off to war, but I don't know why he doesn't just take the next step and order that too while he's at it, right? Yep. He's done everything else. And he has made it very, very clear that he doesn't care how you vote. He doesn't care what you believe. And he doesn't care what the Constitution says. If you intend to use the normative political process to oppose cultural Marxism, he will stop you and dare you to elect somebody that will stop him. Nothing aspirational is happening here. And I don't think anything aspirational is on the table for the foreseeable future. So, revival or bust is is what we cling to on this show, and it's what we have clinged to for years. I mean, you guys inherited that mantra. We were saying this before you guys even came to work here. Now, it may not look the way we think. It may not be a great awakening. I mean, the disciples saw revival, Mike. They, they put their, hand, their fingers through his nail-scarred hands. They ate the breakfast on the beach that he cooked for them. They saw, they saw revival, and then they were boiled in acid and crucified upside down, uh, drawn quartered. Should I continue? I mean, ultimately, brother, and, I ha- and I'm as guilty of this as anybody, I got to remember sometimes that this world is not our own. Is not our home, ultimately. It's not. And if I can be so bold without knowing you at all, except from this email, I think your despair comes from forgetting that. And that's why I think the question you ask at the end is so important. C.S. Lewis once said, aim for heaven, you'll get earth thrown in. But if you aim for earth, you're going to get neither. Jesus walked out of that tomb 2,000 years before anybody knew what in the Sam Hill of the United States of America was or even contemplated it. He has been the ruler of God's creation almost two millennia before that document we're going to commemorate here on the 4th of July. Had a single signature on it. And he will be the ruler of all creation long after this country is but a footnote in history, whether that occurs in the next six months or in the next 600 years. And I think what's vitally important is to put our hope and trust and perspective in that. And I'm gonna, this is where I'm going to challenge you, Mike. If you feel that despair about taking your own life again, do you really want to look the one who conquered the grave in the eye when you wake up in eternity and say to him, I ran out of hope. The one who bled for you, who was broken for you, who was disfigured for you, 
and then on the third day walked, rolled the stone away and walked out of that tomb with the ultimate boss move. Do you want, after you make that decision, are you sure you want the next thing that you experience to look him in the eye and try to explain to him how you ran out of hope? Do you want to look hope incarnate in the eye? And say, I just, I fell to despair. I don't see much hope for the current system we're in. I don't see much hope for the future of the country. I don't. Because I don't believe we're having some great worldview clash. I think it's actually worse than that. I think it is a small smattering pocket of brats and insurgents that frankly the rest of the country just lacks the balls to put in their place. That's even worse in my view. At least if there was some Islamic armada at our shores, there'd be some great worldview exchange taking place. Two opposite views of existential truth vying for supremacy, right? Something meaningful would be occurring. This is even less meaningful. Far, far more meaningless. This is just we lack the will to do something about it. So on this temporal situation, I don't have a lot of hope for it. I don't. So revival or bust is what keeps me coming and going. I come in here, Mike, for notes like yours. Not for Steve. Who do you think I should vote for in this GOP primary? I don't even know who's in your primary. I don't even pay attention to them anymore. I don't know. I didn't even vote in my last GOP primary here. I don't care. It's worthless. No. Revival or bust is why I come in here every day. That's why I'm doing this. So you bet I've got hope in that. But I trust that in the sovereignty of God, it looks the way he views it. He, he, he wants it to look. It may not end with a happy ending here. It may not. And that's okay. Because we had the happiest ending already. Death has been conquered. Everything after that's kind of gravy. Gentlemen, we're about out of time. you have any final thoughts? Uh, I'm glad we got to that one. Uh, I'm reminded of uh, Hawkeye when he becomes Ronan in the, in the Endgame movie, and he says, don't give me hope to his friend. And she says, I'm sorry I didn't give it to you earlier. Man, you, give yourself the You're not allowed to be hopeless. Take that option away from yourself. The Lord didn't give it to you. Rest in that. Well said. We're going to stick around and do some overtime for our Blaze TV subscribers. For the rest of you, we are back at it again tomorrow, noon to 2 Eastern, right after Glenn Beck here on Blaze TV Radio or Podcast. Until then, John 317. This is Steve Dace. On the Blaze Radio Network.